Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. There's a certain generation that is okay with stalking. When you're out at a club and you see a fly girl, do the creep. Do the creep. A new study shows that millennials and Gen Zs, they have a pretty relaxed attitude when it comes to people stalking them online. It's more flattering and less scary if you find out that somebody is checking out all your photos, seeing where you're at, is checking your location. Is the wrong word there? Uh, to me, stalking is like you are in their private space watching them from just a barely a bit. Like I, I figure stalking is... Uh, I see a, a hot girl and I follow her to the grocery store and then I wait in the parking lot till she leaves the grocery store and I watch her put her stuff in her car and then I follow her home and I watch her put the stuff in at home. Yes. That to me is stalking. I, I would never say stalking is, oh, hey, uh, this person is a friend of a friend and I might want to try and date them. So I'm going to check out what they're like online first. To me, that's doing homework. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that there's anything wrong with checking out someone's page. I think a lot of people would be very embarrassed, though, if Facebook all of a sudden one day said, hey, We'll tell you how many times this person goes to That's your page. That's funny. That would be creepy, and there would be a lot of very embarrassed people having to explain themselves, I think. But they said that when it comes to online stalking, not that big of a deal. But obviously, when it turns into like happening in real life, in person, then obviously it's frightening. Um, I have never had a stalker. I wouldn't say that. I've had for years. Had. You begged for it. Nobody would stalk you. I was really disappointed. I think I was going about it the wrong way. <laughs> How should have you gone about it? Do you think? I don't know. I uh, should go back in my mind and see what I did wrong. No, I'm just kidding. If you feel like living the glamorous lifestyle, you do. I can't believe more people aren't super interested in seeing you at all moments of your life. I know this, and I was puzzled as well. But listen, obviously, we have to use this microphone for good, not evil. So if somebody is doing that, you feel like someone's okay, doing d- that. Stop. Contact if you're the taking this, pro- this isn't a personal attack at anybody. It's just the fact that Cat was begging for somebody to want to pay attention to her for. The better part of a what dozen years, and then uh, nothing, <laughs> and she would come in every day, going, "God, what does it take to get a still stalker? nobody?" <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was really weird. On the on the flip top uh, side of this, if there's one particular person online that you do stalk, famous or not famous, who is it? I am not proud oh. of myself, and it is Mr. William Zapka, the I guy have, from Cobra Kai. I have friended up all of his family. Including a sister-in-law, Lori, who is a life coach. It was her birthday two weeks ago. Oh, my God. You know everything. <laughs> this is. Listen, I feel so embarrassed even saying that out loud, but I know I'm not the only one that does that. Have you private messaged him? Never. No. I just see like if I go on Instagram and I see that pink circle around his story and I'm like, oh, my God, he's got a new post. And then I got to check it out. He's so hot. He's so hot. He was my screensaver for a while. You know that that's not okay to like up all his family. They accepted my friendships, and it was only five of them. So, so you're now I got the whole Zapka clan. Follow him. <laughs> hey, let's let's do this. Why don't you send him a message? But do it in a professional manner. Hey, but the uh, thing is, t- I could oh, I'll break the ice with the fact that I've gone to dinner with Crease. Sensei Crease before, or you could break the younger. you could break the ice with hey, I'm part of a 
nationally syndicated radio show that would love to have you on to talk about your Netflix juggernaut. It's just like any media message. This one would be like, oh, this girl is like, I'll let my guard down a little bit because she knows one of my co-stars. And she stalked all of my family, and this is But that's awkward. why I wouldn't have mom, because you would tell him that and scare him away. Oh, once and then he's that here, would ruin any. I would wait till the, no, no, that would never lead the interview. <laughs> I would never lead the interview with that. Uh, that would be the capper. That would be the like, hey, we're getting into the five minute range. I don't know if he wants to hang out any longer. And I would go, hey, by the way, uh, my co-host here has liked up and befriended your sister and knows everything about her sister in law. Sorry, sister in law. And my co-host here is now friends with your parents on Facebook. How do you feel about that? If you don't get a click there, he's probably in for the long haul. Might be flattered by it. You might have a chance. Maybe. Derek who? I know you're not really up on this. You had some real housewives to watch last night, so you haven't done the work for Valentine's Day yet with your husband, Derek. So I, I went ahead. I jumped on chat GTP real quick and had it write a love poem to your husband. Well, thank you for doing It took that. less than 15 seconds for it to pump out this love poem. I want to get your thoughts on it and whether or not you can have it. You can frame it real quick. Okay. And uh, Or recite it to him. Maybe since you have the capability of broadcasting, you could just cut it with some some sexy music behind it. Sure. Here's what Chat GTP gave me when I put in, write a love poem from Cat to Derek. Oh, Derek, my love for thee is as strong as a mighty oak tree. You are my son, my light, my guide. With you by my side, I cannot hide. Mm. From the moment we met, my heart did sing a beautiful song, a joyous fling. Your love, your smile, your gentle touch means so much. I cannot express how much that sucked. You are my rock, my support, my friend. In you, my love will always bend. Yep. (laughs) Is that a a flaccid joke? (laughs) Um, You make me laugh. You make me smile with you. I feel I've been worthwhile. I thank the stars above for each night for bringing you into my sight. You're my everything, my heart's desire. You set my soul on fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, Derek, my love for you will never fade. With you, I feel like I've made the greatest love, a true connection. With you, I've found my true affection. I love that. Let's go back to the stars because I've been with him for like a total of 15 years. And for that amount of time, I've been talking about how badly I would love a date night at a planetarium or oh, for him to do Laser find... Floyd. That would be so awesome. No. Oh. For him to find maybe like one of those NASA grade telescopes so I could just stare at the stars. I'm a space freak. I love it. It would just make me so happy. Loser! And we got into an argument on Sunday as we were driving to our family Valentine's. Because on the side of 394, he was like, oh, Wolf Moon Buffet. Wonder what that's about. And then he just stares straight forward. And when we were in Florida, there were there were Golden Corral buffets yeah, yeah. at every they're exit. Everywhere. Yeah, they're all I've never the been to Old one. people love them. He only has fond memories of them. And he is upset that I haven't made it happen for him to bring him to a, to golden, a golden Corral. corral. <laughs> so he said, if I bring him there, he'll take me to the stars. And you know, I every, don't believe him. Every major university has a giant telescope as part of their science program. Yes, that you I could know go this, but watch any time, right? The effort of somebody putting in and saying, "Hey, 
you leave this day open because I am going to take you somewhere special, somewhere that you've wanted to go so for, for a decade and a half. Valentine's Day in Minnesota, you want to sit on a roof in nine degree weather and watch the stars? You know how many Chinese buffets I've brought him to in the past decade and a half? Many. I don't need to bring him to a golden corral. Why can't so you just he do what he likes? Full gluttony. I just want to see the stars up close. That's it. That's all this girl wants. Google it. Google what? You can't Google Chinese buffet. What are you talking you about? You can get the same thing off of Googling our solar system, our stars in another solar system. What? You can uh, right on your computer. Same. It's the exact same. Your eye sees the exact same thing. I need the magic. I want to see a satellite go by. I want to see things that you can't see with the normal naked eye. I Are you I telling me that. you can't type in watching a satellite go through space? And watch it on my computer? Same thing. Barf. I want to go somewhere. Take me somewhere. Take me to the stars. I feel like a rom-com, but I have to, in order to do that, bring him to a buffet. You're the most needy human I've ever known. I just want to see the stars. You should call him and ask him why he hasn't. Because it's stupid. It's not stupid. It's not stupid. A lot of people enjoy looking at the stars, stargazing. Did you spend any time last night watching the State of the Union address? I did not. I had stuff to do. Tell everybody what you did instead. <laughs> instead of paying attention to the state of our country as a tax-paying middle-class citizen, you decided to? I decided to use the big mouth filter on the movie The Rock. <laughs> I d- oh, no, that one. <laughs> You're such a so I did that in my so, Sean Conver. Listen, I'm not going to turn this into a political debate because, number one, I don't care who you like or don't like. I don't care which party you're affiliated with. But... I think we can all agree that our current president lacks a funny bone. Madam Vice President, by the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. So I'm used to those jokes. That's like how my dad delivers jokes, so... The Greg joke? I kind of I kind of chuckled because I'm used to it. A couple of things that struck me. I watched a little bit. Um, number one, I, I think he really cares about our country. Mm-hmm. I think he wants us to do well. So I, I got that out of it. The other thing, though, is like I think this is why the rest of the world looks at us like such a bunch of knuckle draggers. You know how many times he was stopped by people yelling, liar, fake, it's your. I mean, somebody got up. He was talking about fentanyl overdose. Mm-hmm. And. Somebody screamed, it's your fault. It's this over man's and over fault. Again. And I'm like, that man did not put fentanyl in your kid's hands. Yeah. You know, like, I get it. We have a problem. And I get that somebody has to be held responsible. But I'm almost positive it's not his fault. Yeah. Almost positive. And that problem did not kick in in the last couple of years, yeah. by the way. It actually was the worst it was ever six years ago. It made me sad so. that... There's not more united in the United States of America, right? I just kind of—that's what I took away from the whole thing. And I'm like, why? Why does it have to be so divided? Why do you have to vote one way, hate one guy, love another? Why can't it just be like, hey, he's probably doing some things okay. I really wish he'd do something the other way. And and what bothers me the most is that the people that are the most passionate about hating or loving where we're at right now do nothing about it. Yeah. You have, you don't do anything. You probably don't vote. And they if have you a do, lot to say. They have a lot yeah. of signs. They just, put stickers on gas pumps. But it's like, I didn't hate everything that Trump did. 
but I didn't like a lot of stuff. And I don't like a lot of stuff Biden does, but I don't hate a lot of stuff that he does. And if you love everything 100% about a candidate, that's weird because nobody does. The worst part about all this is that nobody wants this job. And he has it. You cannot do this job. If you are upset about the moves that he makes, the pressure that is on one person's shoulders is immense and you will never be able to grasp that pressure. And to be so disrespectful, like you said, off air to yell at the president of the United States during the State of the Union address is just it's not a rally. It's not a rally. A couple cool things. Uh, I love the I love his stance on um, union, uh, you know, obviously getting teachers paid more, getting cops better trained. Sometimes you don't think about the fact that cops have to be counselors, psychologists, uh, first responders, protectors, you know what I mean? Like the pressure on a police officer to get up and put a badge on every day mm-hmm. is, is immense. And I get that most of the press right now is about really bad ones. But that's like a, such a small sliver yeah. of the population of really, really good cops. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, it should be glaring that this thing is super broken if there's nobody youthful and passionate that wants that job. Right. Is there anybody under 50 anymore that would like to be president of the United States? I bet there are a lot of people with great ideas, but then they see how presidents are treated. Who would want that job? It is the most wild. stressful, silly job, and uh, and nobody wants it. And again, w- our country is being headed on a popularity contest. Yeah. This is just stupid. I know. You know what I mean? Like, But uh, but regardless, it was, it, it was hard to look away. What it do, Kat? How we living? I... I'm better than you getting thrown off your axis. I'm not understanding why you have to park in the same spot or your day is ruined. I'm in the same spot. Then why are, why did not you the steer same, that it's man? It's not the same vehicle next to me. Oh, that's the problem? I'm a creature of routine. I guess so. You come in. Did you kick that door in, by the way? You scared him. He was doing the news and you scared him. Guys, here's the deal. For almost 20 years, I've parked in the exact same place. I'm usually first or second, sometimes third, into the building. And next to me is always our our news director. Well, she's not here today, so Jake is filling in. I like Jake. Jake's my friend. But Jake parked in not her spot, so it threw everybody else off one. Maybe he's normal and doesn't think that people can get thrown off like that. I have calmly had this discussion with Jake before. So, Jake, this is the spot you need to park in. I will sidle up here on your right-hand side. Everybody else will go from the left down like dominoes. I park the furthest away because I'm a nice guy and I let everybody else park a little bit closer. He parked in the wrong spot today, so I had to set it right. Now, Kat, she was offended that I beat down the door. And I raise my voice a little bit, but I can't have this be one of the first interactions with humans I have every morning. I had to stick up for him. Like, he was a scared. <laughs> he was frightened. And he's a bigger guy. You can't scare people like that. Uh, it'll be, listen, will he make that mistake again? Probably. Probably not. <laughs> right, what'd you do yesterday? Give me something fun. I met a friend for lunch at Rock Creek. Have you ever been to Rock Creek in Sock Rapids? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Very yummy. Right yeah. next to Copper Pony. And so had a little sandwich over there. Had some uh, Americano iced coffee. And then I went through Tommy's Car Wash. Got my ride all clean. And then there's a new location for Once Upon a Child. Wanted to go check that out. Got Liam some new, like, North Face gear. They have, like, 
a ton of North Face gear. Cool. And so saved a pretty penny over there and then went to pick up Liam, worked out. Oh, that a girl. Played some basketball, played some checkers, schooled him again. Um, I got to get better at being a humble winner. I think that that's one thing I need to work. Yes, I do. Why? Because I'm like, oh, in your life. Fun. Like that. That's competitive behavior. And it's it just, it's too much for a 10-year-old to handle. You know, when I'm He's up in the face like this. Thicker skin. That's how you teach a kid <laughs> thick skin, man. That might be true. And then Derek had slow roasted a bone in pork. I think it was like a pork end. Okay. But it just fell off the bones that nice. so we had pork tacos last night and fresh guacamole and it was delicious and that was it Fair oh my god totally forgot so i found my netflix i didn't even realize i had netflix logged in on my phone i thought it was just on our it's iPad. somebody else's account though right? it is yeah and so i'm watching it i i started watching the pam anderson thing on netflix and i thought it was just going to be her walking around and I'm in the zone. I'm just watching this show and I'm walking and I don't realize that there are two teenagers walking on both sides of me and she went flashed to her Playboy days. There's just oh. boobs everywhere. Boobs. Girl parts, butts, boobs. But this is like the family fitness center. Yes. And where you can't even wear a sports bra. <laughs> like you have to be like fully covered up. And I was like, all of a sudden I snapped out of it and I don't know how much they saw, but I had to quick shut it off. You're the perv. Yeah. But You're I the perv just... watching porn at the gym. It was it was basically Jeez, porn. Who does it was that? The Playboy days when nobody wore clothes and, and her Netflix, boobs are out. Yes. Yeah. Pam. A love yeah. story. Check it out. That, that was my day. Interesting take that I, out of all of us, for you to be the one watching <laughs> porn at the gym, I would I wouldn't have had you on the calendar today. But I, I literally didn't even I felt like I was alone. I felt like I was just by myself, and then I can't even imagine. They're like, oh, we'll get in an extra mile. Hot, though. Huh? Yeah, it was hot. It's I a good story. Uh, yesterday, mine was uh, just kind of a normal day, but uh, I did go grocery shopping for a little while because uh, Super Bowl's right around the corner, and Nolan's going to have a whole bunch of friends over, so we wanted to stock up for all this stuff. Did Have you seen the price? I mean, we all know eggs are out of control, yeah. but like uh, fresh produce, like corn? Um, yes, sir. I Out have. of control. Mushrooms are over three dollars. They're normally like one sixty nine. Just I crazy. Thought of you though, and actually, I thought of your husband first because there was a guy in the in the aisle, and I'm assuming he was going to. Uh, I'm assuming a gigs a gig somewhere because he was dressed like a pirate. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Gro- grocery shopping in the middle of the day yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, man, what do you do? Don't ask so, questions. Well, I asked. Well, I asked him. I go, uh, you know, what do pirates pay for corn? And he was like, oh, Buccaneer. (laughs) (laughs) What's trending? What's trending? Okay, so I wanted to talk about this. You know what influencers do. Sometimes they're hired by certain products or companies to uh, get the word out about how amazing this mascara is. Or you should try this uh, chicken to thaw. It'll thaw chickens in whatever, half the time. But now there are people out there called the influencers and they are trying to let you in on products that are just not worth your money. I do not see the point in owning a fragrance collection. Perfume is so expensive. Like if you're a regular person like me, do you actually need 25 different perfumes? And they are so expensive. 
This one's easy. The Ugg boots. Don't buy them. They're going to be out of fashion just as quickly as they came into fashion. Oh, they've been around for a oh, while, though, right? They have, and I enjoy mine. So I'm not going to take her advice on that one. But there are, I think that this would be easier than to overhype a product because there are a lot of products that don't live up to the hype. So what would be, if you were a de-influencer right now and you could have your own channel, what would you push? Roomba. You don't like your Roomba? Do not buy, don't buy one. They're, they're, they're just a freaking waste, man. I mean, uh, it's, uh, they never, ch- ours won't go back to its home. So I always. Do you speak to it nicely? No. It's called, Mi- ours is Millie. She's gone wrong. And Millie, uh, j- just, she'll go around. And she'll do she'll do her whatever sixty minutes of vacuuming. Yeah, but then like there's con it's this constant maintenance on this thing, and ours never goes home. It's supposed to go back home. Never. I've mm-hmm. reset it a hundred times. I've contacted customer support. Nothing. I would never ever buy one of these automatic vacuum cleaners. Yeah. I would de-influence you to do that. I'm gonna say when it comes to dinner, don't get the tortilla boats. Have you ever seen those where uh, it's like yeah yeah they don't fall over, but they're flour tortillas but they're in the shape of a little boat and they just don't taste very good. I don't know why they taste so different from a regular tortilla, but they're five times more expensive. So I'd say that. And then also like uh, if you have to stuff your deviled eggs with the innards and I got a deviled egg stuffer, like a syringe almost. Yeah. And then it's so hard to clean. So then you just end up throwing it out because there's crusty yolk inside of it. So I would say both of those. But if there's a product out there that you would like to de-influence people from purchasing because you love them and you want to save them money, what would that product be? You could always text it to us anytime because that is what's trending. When was the last time, Kat, young Liam was on a sleepover? I think he had a sleepover last month. But that was like early he, last month, maybe the month before. Do y'all call them sleepovers anymore? Or are you going to sleep over? So it's a sleepover. So my youngest is 15 right now, and he just stays at someone's house, right? Yeah. I'm going to stay over at Charlie's. All right. Whatever. Or sleep at. But he's always been really good at that. I think since he was so young... Like every weekend he would go to a different grandparent's house because we would have oh, gigs. Oh, sure. And and I grew up doing that. My parents worked on the weekends sometimes, most of the time, and we would go to my grandparents' house and we would be treated like princesses. And so it was like that bond is really important. And so he's always been really comfortable, like sleeping away from the house. Yeah, if you're lucky enough to have grandparents close. So like when Trish and I started having kids... Our grandparents were both three hours away, sometimes four hours away. So that wasn't like always a thing. But I always thought it was healthy for your kids to have sleepovers. Right. And I didn't I didn't realize until um, our youngest son came along that a lot of his friends were just not good sleeping somewhere else. Yeah. They they only wanted to stay at home and their parents would even be like, he doesn't want to do a sleepover. He doesn't want to do a sleepover. Liam has uh, probably two or three that are good with sleeping over. But he has one friend that just doesn't feel comfortable with it. I remember, you know, not too long ago, Liam's like, oh, so-and-so is going to sleep over. And then I remember his mom kind of telling me he's not comfortable with that. So I gave him my phone. I said, you go talk to your mom. And then I had texted her like, you guys can make up a reason if he's not feeling comfortable. But- I also saw on TikTok a doctor, this is a psychologist, who said sleepovers are traumatic for children. Um, and you're yeah. and you shouldn't have your kids do sleepovers. And so I was like, eh, I always look at that stuff kind of, you know, cockeyed going. Eh, I, don't I only know. felt uncomfortable sleeping over at like two friends houses. One, her house is really dirty. 
I remember like not feeling clean and I, I couldn't wait for the sun to come up for my parents to come get me. And that's not, that's not a good spot to be in. I had a friend when I was in elementary school, his dad was a raging alcoholic and would come home from the bar oh, no. just stumbling drunk. So we would hide in the corner of the living room, like behind the, uh, behind the recliner. Yeah. Knowing that he'd, he'd come home. And he'd probably try and make himself some food. So his thing was, and he was like eight or nine at the time, he knew he had to stay up after his dad. Yeah. Uh, and his parents were split. But he had, he had to stay up after his dad because his dad a lot of times would start the oven or start the toaster oven and uh, lay down, fall asleep, pass out, go to the bathroom, pass out, stuff like that. And he knew he had to shut off all the stuff after his dad. That makes it, me it, so it was sad. sad. But I, I, I remember being, being scared that if he saw us watching from behind the recliner, that he would get really pissed. And I don't, I never had any indication that he was a, a violent guy. Yeah. But I always, you know, you're scared when you see adults, uh, like kind of out of control drunk, you uh-huh. always get a little scared. But uh, I remember staying over there the one time and then being like, no, why don't you stay at my place from mm. now on? It's a little bit more of a controlled environment. So I just thought I'd uh, ask you real quick, but are your kids still doing sleepovers? And they're, they're run the gamut. The comments on Facebook, so so many people, nope, my kids don't feel comfortable do it. I don't trust anybody else with my kids. To absolutely, my kids stay at somebody else's house almost every weekend. Talking about sleepovers real quick, and the reason I brought it up is that I saw a doctor, a psychologist, psych- yeah, psychologist on TikTok saying sleepovers are overly traumatic to children and you should think about avoiding them in the future. And I guess I've never thought of that, sending all my kids to other people's homes. I mean, I don't send them to strangers' places, obviously, mm-hmm. but if they had friends and we knew their parents, I had zero, uh, zero problems. I thought it was good. To get their social skills advanced, uh, get yeah. them out of their comfort zone a little bit and stuff like that. But uh, my youngest son, Nolan, has got a lot of friends that uh, no, he has one friend who um, really doesn't like dogs or cats. Yeah. So he doesn't come over. But he's had a, a bunch of friends that just didn't do sleepovers. Uh, and they would be like summer baseball friends. We'd spend the entire weekend with them or it'd be a late practice. Hey, do you want to sleep over? We're having a bunch of kids over. No, thanks. I'll come over tomorrow morning. Yeah. Liam's main friend. Um he is very much uh, not into sleeping outside of his bed. And I get it. Now that I'm an adult, I don't <laughs> like to sleep anywhere but my bed. Though. That's different when you're an adult because you, you have creaks and cracks and stuff like that. But he has he has a few friends that are so good with it if we ask them if they want to sleep over. But it's been a while since we've asked somebody. But Liam is always like, you know, why don't people like to do sleepovers? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing. We were I was never at home. I literally was never at home. We would plan who's, whose house are we going to stay at next? And then just kind of like house jump in the summer. So I grew up with a father who was a Green Beret and then involved in the intelligence community. So getting away with something at my home yeah. wasn't a thing. So I didn't have a lot of people stay at my house. But if yeah. we were trying to smuggle booze or weed or something like that at another friend's house, it was a much easier thing to do. So I stayed over there a lot. Hello, Naomi. How are you? Hi. So your text was was crazy, and it it I think what I said maybe sparked your text where I remember one sleepover was maybe under the traumatic category because I woke up and I was like feeling gross. You know, I didn't feel like the couch was clean. I felt like maybe like spiders were crawling on me. I couldn't wait for the sun to come up. It was not a good experience. Can you explain your text to everybody? We saw it and it took our breath away. Tell everybody what you told us. 
Okay, so in elementary school, we had this girl in our class that all the girls in my class kind of bullied her, and I always felt sorry for her because she had, like, this really bad backstory, like, bad family. So it was her birthday coming up, and she was kind of, she had sent these invitations out to everybody. She put them in everybody's locker, and everybody was like, we don't want to go to her house. And I'm like, come on, you guys, let's just, you know, like, give her a chance. Let's go over to her house. And so we went to her sleepover, and we were all sitting on the floor. They lived in a trailer house, and they, it was, it was fine. I mean, you could tell they kind of, like, cleaned up for it, but their house was still really dirty, and, like, her grandma that had a bunch of health problems lived with them, and et cetera. So we're in the bedroom, sitting in the middle of her bedroom floor with a Ouija board, and one of the little girls has to get up and go to the bathroom. So she just, like, reached behind her to let herself up on the floor. And she reached under the bed. And she felt something. And so she was like, oh, my gosh, there's something crusty under your bed. And she started laughing. And she pulled out this, I don't know if it was, like, a sh- or something. And there was a nest of dead, mummified, like, newborn kittens oh on top of this shirt. Oh, my God. Like, you couldn't smell, it didn't have a smell, it was that mummified that it was not even giving off an odor? Okay. So, like, basically what she had said was there's a little hole in the floor in her closet, like, you know, trailer houses, the floors kind of get spots or whatever, so her cat or a couple cats were, like, kind of coming in and out of that hole in the floor of her closet like it was a cat door. Uh And so she thinks one of them had kittens, like, under her bed and that just, like, never came back to take care of them. Oh, my goodness. There won't be a grocery story on our show today. And she was young. The party broke up. The party broke up. The girl... The girl that touched the kittens freaked out and called her mom. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of the other girls were just crying and upset, and they left. I stayed. I I grew up on a farm, so I was like, whatever. I've seen <laughs> dead stuff, you know. So, yeah. yeah. But how was she treated for the rest of school? I mean, she's very young. had to be young. worse. It had to get worse, right? Did it get worse, or did you guys just like never talk about like Fight Club? You never talked about it again. Oh, we talked about it. Everybody like. Uh, we told people in other grades, like other schools, oh other cities, other. <laughs> I know. God. All Where right. is she now? Where's mummified cat girl now? I think just kind of in the same town. She's oh, one of those ones that never townie. moved. I call them townies. Yeah, mm, I got gotcha. you. Hey, uh, uh, your story will lead our podcast today. So congratulations on that, Naomi. I don't think it's going to get any better than this. Yeah, it's amazing. Have a great morning. You bet. Take care. Cat is a younger child. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. (laughs) Absolutely. Every day. Every day. So I wanted to just throw this out there because the other night I had this nightmare again and Derek's like you should draw a picture of what you see in your dream and see if anybody keeps having these dreams because I have had this dream for going on four years and it's probably once a month. How do you feel when you wake up? I feel upset. I feel like nervous. My chest feels really like uncomfortable. Like if you're stuck in a McDonald's tube. (laughs) That's what I I know that feeling. Thanks. Because Uh, all of my 
nightmares, they end the exact same way in the same house that I go into. So I'm in a city and all of a sudden there's like this dilapidated house and it says keep out. You can see the picture. I drew it on Facebook. Looks looks amazing. And then oh, it's quite the artist. It's for sale. So I'm like in the market for a house and the realtor is like, well, yeah, you can go in and check it out. And once I walk in, there's this huge staircase right in front of me and I start walking up it and there's just this ominous feeling of things moving and doors slamming in my face. And then there's like this strange girl that lives in the attic and she'll like hang her head down. She's like, hello. And she kind of looks like she's like albino almost like really white skin, um, like really light eyelashes, red eyes. And then the bedrooms are haunted, but I'm forced to stay there overnight just to see like the realtors like, why don't you try out the house overnight? Like a test drive of a car or something. And I'm like, okay. And I stay there and my blankets get ripped off me and I try to get up to use the bathroom and the lights are shutting off and I'm being pushed around. And then finally... I end up trying to help this guy that's stuck upside down in the chimney. And he's been there, he says, for years and nobody has come to help oh, him. Oh, poor guy. But he's still alive and he's not skinny or anything. He looks like he just <laughs> fell in. And I was like, let me try to help you. And as I'm tugging on him, this witch or whatever she is, like this ghost, pushes me in. And that's how I end up every you single day. spring out of bed, you're in a cold sweat. Upside down in a chimney. The walls are closing in on me. What does it mean? Ugh. Holy it's balls. It's like every month. I hate it. And I don't know. Somebody, am I eating too much cheese before bed? Somebody out there is trained. Isn't your brother-in-law shrink? Can he tell you what this means? Yeah, but he's not a dreamologist. Oh, like we he, used think, to have Lori Lowenstein on or Lori Lowenberg. Lori Laughlin. No. Used to come on the show and talk about dreams. Yeah, Becky did not. Yeah, I was like, what up, Beck? Lori Lowenberg. She was a dream analyst and she would tell you, but I was just wondering if people have had like reoccurring dreams and what are they i, I had, remember my dreams like crazy i had one for years that i struck out with bases loaded Ooh, like that that was a thing because it's a high pressure situation but as a kid if you're growing up playing baseball you play with your friends and you go you set it up all right bottom of the ninth world series we're down by three full yeah. count bases loaded i step in and i get a fastball down the middle i hit a dead center field after i call my shot right mm-hmm. like i'm in that situation but i go down and i look like a schmuck yeah after missing a ball by about three feet i had that one that for guy. years uh when i was playing ball so i do i do remember that but i haven't had like a really Either good or bad reoccurring dream for a long time. Now Mallory that I think of it, posted underneath my photo on Facebook, she says, I've been having the worst reoccurring dream that a bear is attacking my husband. Ooh. It's horrible. <gasps> cocaine bear. Yeah, those are things. Maybe he's doing a lot of cocaine and the bear wants to eat him. Tasha says, Yes, I'm stuck in high school. My senior year can't graduate because I don't have enough credits. Oh. That would be a, a nightmare. You ran across young Chantel here on Facebook. Yes. And I saw her post and I just kind of creeped on the comments and I saw somebody not agreeing with what she posted. But okay, so I'm just going to read it. It says PSA family and friends. We're very excited to welcome our baby girl into the world in the next uh, coming weeks. And for our family and friends to meet her with that being said, please call or text before coming by our house. When we get home from the hospital, if we do not answer, that is not okay to just show up at our house ever, even if you're driving by already. 
Uh, and then in like uh, parentheses, yes, you'd think that this is common sense, but it's hard. It's a hard concept for people to grasp. We love all of you. Prayers for a safe delivery of our alley girl to be healthy. We're greatly appreciated. Uh, please and thank you. And then so I scrolled under with the comments and somebody posted that Stephanie Tanner was like, how rude, you know, and I'm like, it's not rude. This is a mom that knows how to lay down guidelines. And I appreciate that. You know, a lot of moms just get so uncomfortable in situations with their kids. I don't and think they is- think far that far ahead. I mean, you're having a baby, man. Your life is going to change. Who thinks that far ahead to say, hey, if you're a family or friend, stay the hell away for a while. Who do, who does that? There was a situation I was in with Liam where he was really young and he was getting like, you know, his lungs weren't just like they weren't the best. And I remember feeling so out of control because... I had some family that they were, they picked him up when I left the room. They picked him up out of his car seat and they were passing him around. And I remember feeling so out of control because nobody asked me if they could, they could touch your hold stuff. him and touch him and touch his face and cuddle him. And I was like, I didn't want to be rude, but I should have been. I should have been like, that's my baby. You give him back. And so I understand this. You know, but I wanted to get her on the feelings. phone. Uh, so this isn't exactly going the way you planned, huh, Chantel? Everyone is taking it so personally. Everybody, like my mom, my grandma. And I just want to explain, like, this is my, you know, this is my personal journey. I'm, yes. This is, you know, and like, this is how we're going to handle the baby. Like, I just don't want everyone dropping by all the time. We have such a big family. And unless we organize it and... It's just going to be too much. Girl, this hits so close to home. You don't even have to explain it to me. JJ, off the air before we called you, I'm just going to tell you that he thinks that you have too many rules. Everybody has babies. You're making this like above and beyond. Why so many rules? I mean, like, why can't you just like nobody's had these rules for the last 500 years having babies? Why now? Because, well, nobody's had my family and everybody's got a different idea of what you're supposed to do with the baby. Like everybody's got their own and they they really love to share their opinion and then fight with each other in front of me about what's right and what's wrong with the like it's too much well that would get old like real fast i i personally i don't think there's anything wrong with you putting that out there enjoy the start to motherhood and i really hope if you lean on them call them for help that they don't give you any grief you know like oh now you need us oh i hope that they're easy going on you this is a big deal to become a mom so good luck yeah thank you guys uh, do me a favor, recap for everybody. If, if you're just joining us right now, we just got off the phone with Chantel, who Kat noticed her in her uh, Facebook post, and it was kind of like this, hey, we're going to have a baby in a couple of weeks, stay the hell away thing. Basically, it was just a PSA for family and friends, like we're about to give birth any day to our daughter. We're excited to meet her. We're excited for you to meet her when it's time. And then it says... Please call or text before coming by the house. If we don't answer, that's not okay to just show up, even if you are already driving by. And then, um, so I messaged her. I said, would you like to come on and explain why some people below are calling you rude? And so she said that even her mom and her grandma, they're upset because the message is for everybody. This is now a journey that you and your baby daddy are on. And it's very exhausting. It's overwhelming. Oh, it's God, beautiful. People have been having babies for tens of thousands So of what? Years. What would you prefer? What would you... I prefer that prefer. if somebody came over, I just went, hey, how's it going? Thanks, my baby's sleeping. I'll see you later. I mean, good Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. you're literally going out of your way to telling your family 
Stay the hell away. You can come around when I say you can come around. I mean, this is just... Dang, why is JJ so offended by somebody protecting their space, mental health? You're not protecting your space. You're not standing there with a shotgun letting nobody in. You're just going... You're making rules to take any spontaneity out of life whatsoever so it can completely get... Part of life is things not going your way. Brooklyn says, I think vocalizing personal boundaries is very important when it comes to your children. Sorry, JJ. I'm a cat on this one. Joe, uh, Joe, what are you thinking about this whole thing, man? I appreciate you holding. Um, so I have two uh, nephews now. Um, and with the first kiddo, it's always like the kind of helicopter parenting. And I felt some kind of way when I was told like, hey, you got to kind of back off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but you just... I just got to realize that, like, it's not about me. It's about the mom. It's about my brother, like, and just really respecting their boundaries on that. Yeah. Um, I felt really upset about it, and my mom felt all kinds of crazy ways about it, but... How did they tell you, Joe? How did they tell you we don't want you around here anymore with the baby? (laughs) It uh, It was more of a... Hey, we're going to just take time to ourselves. So they were a little more, like, calm about it. There wasn't necessarily the laundry list of, like, hey, don't come over. But it was, like, we want to have some time for us and the baby to, like, create that bond that is so important. Yeah, but, Joe, why were you so hurt about that? Like, that just means, doesn't that mean to you, like, oh. Right. No, I totally understood it, but I was still hurt because, like, that was my first nephew, you know? Like, yeah. I wanted to meet them. I wanted to also form that uncle-nephew bond, which I know is not all the, you know, it's not as important as that, you know, mother-father bond. It's very important. Who are they going to come to to buy booze from when they're 15? <laughs> well, 15 is a stretch. So 14 then, whatever. what you mean. <laughs> but, hey, so, so, Joe, let me understand this. They have to have time to create a bond, which has never been done you know, what's crazy is when our parents were, you know, born and then they had us, I remember specifically seeing pictures of my mom hanging this giant scroll on our front door that said, here are all the new rules because we had a baby that we need to spend time with. Oh, and I are you and, so upset? And there was a bunch of my family members that didn't follow all those rules and it ruined me as a child. And my parents' boundaries were so taken advantage of. So, Joe, now we have a reason oh why he God. is the way he is. What, so. what are we doing here, guys? It's like everybody's looking for a freaking problem. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.